we actually were not even planning to go to Kyrgyzstan at all either. <laughs> but we had happened to end up there. And after like, we were just supposed to go there for five days. And after our second day, we decided to stay there for a longer time because we loved it so much. <laughs> wow. After your second day. That's yeah. incredible. That is incredible. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tales of a Traveler podcast. I'm your host, Ibi. Omotosho. Peeps. We're almost at the 50th Tales of a Traveler podcast episode. And one of the coolest things about creating Tales of a Traveler podcast is that I get to be inspired by the stories my guests share. Some have even brought my attention to countries I would say were maybe under the radar, a trend that could potentially pick up according to an article I read on the New York Times. The article goes on to share how there's a real push for tours in the Galapagos, Mongolia, Tibet, um, especially countries or places that are less Western travelers visit. Coincidentally, my guest on this episode joined Nico and Cynthia from Journal of Nomads on tours of Kyrgyzstan in Central Asia. We kick off with Richard, creator of Travel Tramp, and what it's like to be in Kyrgyzstan with Journal of Nomads. I'm probably slightly biased because now I know them. I feel like I'm tired. <laughs> but yeah. for new listeners who don't know anything about Kyrgyzstan or they, or they also want to go to a place where not too many people have gone to, um, but that is probably going to be cool to experience. What can you say about Kyrgyzstan um, and doing it with Journal of Nomads, obviously? Yeah. So, oh yeah. So obviously they run their tours there, don't they? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think like for what, like, uh, how do I explain it? Um, so the thing about journal nomads is like, they really know that country. Um, like that's, I would probably say what I got from them was like, Kyrgyzstan's like their second home basically. Um, like Nico speaks, speaks Russian pretty good, I think. Um, and yeah, like 10 other different languages too. Um, <laughs> like it's insane um and those guys like they really absolutely love that country like you don't find many people that are willing to spend a winter in kyrgyzstan because it's so like goddamn cold and icy um but i think those guys have probably spent like at least two there <laughs> so automatically like yeah those you know those guys like have fallen in love with that place um but i think for for travelers I think it's like, especially if you're like interested in traveling to more off the beaten track places. And if you're a bit kind of interested in that nomadic travel lifestyle, even, um, you know, like Kyrgyzstan's like, I guess, kind of where that all began, like, and where they, they still have nomads there, you know, who live like on the, on the steeps in the summer and uh, move across the plains, et cetera, like with their, with their yurts and their, their horses. Um, yeah. So in a way it's kind of like going, taking a step back in time almost to a lifestyle that I guess we've we you just don't see in, in Europe anyway um and for that reason like it's it's like totally unique like even compared to traveling through say um Georgia and the Caucasus um yeah like you just don't have that level of like raw I guess nomadic you would still call it experience which is which is cool and then you chuck in like some amazing glaciers and some you know alpine lakes and this incredible scenery um and some weird sports as well. Um, 
I saw you. Oh my God. I saw one of the photos I saw on your website, literally the arrow flying out of the boat. I don't know how you caught that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that was just luck. <laughs> that, like, it was, <laughs> and it was a great, great, great shot. Uh, you know, on the horse. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can, I see <laughs> that photo right now. I see that photo. Is is so beautiful. It's like so, that's like that's the kind of the thing you see like when you travel around Kyrgyzstan. Um, like especially like you know you can spend the night in a yurt camp and you can um like we, we spent one night around the lake. Um, uh, it's a cool lake. It's called which is where they held the World Nomad Games. Um, mm-hmm. on the southern shore. Um, after the the event was over, uh, we spent the night in a yurt camp and we got to meet the eagle hunters. Um, who kind of like they dressed up in all their sort of you know like traditional clothes so it was a bit like uh like they were kind of there for a photo shoot a little bit i think um because mm. not everyone dresses like that every day like they had their like you know lavish hats the traditional attire and, yeah exactly um but like the skills that they had were like absolutely insane like the the skills and like with the eagles um and riding horses and shooting arrows was just like like I, I don't know how they do that. <laughs> like, that's a lifetime of skills, like on display. You know, like it's crazy. Is it just me, or the desire to go off the beaten track just shift up a level? I wanted to share different perspectives into what it's like to visit Kyrgyzstan with Journal of Nomads. So I reached out to Rowan and Max, a travel couple who packed up everything in Germany, bought a van, went traveling across Europe and Central Asia. We joined the recording where the guys shared their experience of what it was like in Kyrgyzstan. And um, I wanted to get a different perspective on, you know, what that was like to um, visit Kyrgyzstan. Why did you guys go there? And um, what was your experience like with Journal of Nomads? So Kyrgyzstan came up because of um, the World Nomad Games. So... This was sort of an event that we'd heard of and it was always sort of on our radar. Um, but yeah. if you look at a map, Central Asia isn't really conveniently located for any sort of group <laughs> passing through from Europe to New Zealand. Um, but then we just thought, okay, let, let's just do it. It's a part of the world we probably won't get to any other time soon and we've got the time now, so let's just try it. Um, and so we timed it to go for these world nomad games which when we told everyone they all assumed it was like digital nomads meeting up in kyrgyzstan yeah yeah, yeah. they thought it was like a seminar <laughs> yeah. so, nah. um so legit nomads a gathering of all the nomadic tribes throughout yeah. Central Asia and actually the world now and they compete in all these crazy sports and games and um you know things like eagle hunting and um you know, polo with a dead goat carcass and yeah. archery on horseback and all these incredible things. And it just takes place in this village over a week and there's, you know, yurts and oh, it was, it was just insane. Mm. And so that was our motivation for going. And it was probably the coolest part of our trip. It was the most <laughs> interesting and just out of this world experience. The, the most ridiculous we... for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a crazy place. We've just seen a couple of videos beforehand and then like Rowan convinced me to go there. 
And I was just like, so this is Rowan's idea. I'm glad you yeah, threw yeah, it yeah. under the bus. In the end, most of it is initially Rowan's idea. And then she's like getting me to, to do all these funny things. <laughs> but you yeah, know, it was Dope. a great, great experience there though. It was like really interesting to see all that. And it's still like, it was the third once, right? So they did it like previously twice already, like in an, like two yeah. years before and four years before that. But it was still like very, or like it felt very original and very, um, yeah, yeah very local lifestyles and stuff and like food and all that stuff was very, yeah, very basic, very Kyrgyz. <laughs> it was like very interesting. Yeah. And we cool, sort of timed cool. it so that that was the, the central part of our trip. And then we had um, a bit of time either side of it to to do other stuff around Kyrgyzstan, like lots of hiking and um, all that sort of stuff that is in the other parts. Um, yeah. So did you do that with Journal of Nomads as well? Yeah, or did you guys yeah, so do that after separately? The, after the Nomad Games, we went on um, like a press trip with um, some people from USAID. So that's a company that yeah. uh, work within Kyrgyzstan to develop tourism and stuff. Um, and so we went on a trip with them and Nico was with us as well. Um, so that's how we met him. Um, Cynthia wasn't there. She was, no, she um, had a different can't remember job where somewhere. she'd gone, gone back to Belgium or something like that. She'd gone. She had some, she had some, um, so she was at, she was at the Nomad Games, but then she had to go to, yeah. to something else. So Nico traveled with us for, um, about a week. Okay. We were together and did loads of, um, yeah, lots of hiking and we went to a yurt building workshop and bread baking and yeah, it was just so a really cool week of just yeah. a showcase of all kinds of awesome things that there are in Kyrgyzstan and lots of little experiences that we wouldn't have known how to find ourselves or, you know, how to organise and things because we obviously had a Kyrgyz speaking guide and um, people who lived there and stuff to organise that stuff for us. So it was really cool. The World Nomad game sounds so dope and definitely want to be signed up to that ASAP. Just need the lockdown restrictions to be lifted and confidence in traveling to pick back up. You guys have listened to three travel enthusiasts share what it's like to visit Kyrgyzstan. Let's shift it up another level. Let's get the point of view from the guys from Journal of Nomads on why more travelers need to visit Kyrgyzstan. So like, um, what can you tell the listeners about Kyrgyzstan and why I know so when I'm coming to Kyrgyzstan, I'm hitting you guys up. But the guys listening to this episode, they're going to be like, we want to come to Kyrgyzstan too. Why should they come to Kyrgyzstan? <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's a country that 95% of the country is mountainous areas. So there's a lot of mountains, obviously a lot of hiking trails, a lot of like super beautiful alpine lakes. Mm. Um, for me, the landscapes are something out of this world. I've never seen so much beauty in one place and before. And it's also very untouched still. Like it's just, you can just easily walk around there for a few days and barely see anybody, which is also yeah. very unique. Yeah, it's Yeah, pristine, beautiful. pristine landscapes. It's and very like, varied as well. Yeah, yeah. very varied. Um, what are the people like in Kyrgyzstan? Oh, well, it's or a very... they like cultural differences or they're different tribes, that kind of thing that, you know, would be important to know about? Um, no, well, within the country itself, there's not yeah. a lot of cultural differences from one area to the other. So we could say that the whole country has like a homogenous uh, accent. People look a certain way around the whole country. So 
people there, they all speak Russian and then they have their, their language, which is also a Kyrgyz, Kyrgyz language. Yeah. Um, they used to be semi-nomadic people. So in the summer, there's a lot of people that still live in yurts um, while they're taking care How of their cattle. Oh, it's like uh, about, I don't know. It's, it depends. It depends. They have like smaller ones, bigger ones. They have some where people just sleep in. They have some where people eat. Yeah. So they have like the living room yurt. They have the sleeping yurt. <laughs> they have the kitchen yurt. <laughs> So they have like a living room yet, like or they... <laughs> that's, it, that's it. That's it. Yeah, like, those are so cozy too, huh? It's like yeah, you're yeah. so comfortable when you're inside a yurt. Yeah, and I know. Even... Like when I've followed your Instagram pages and gone on your website, and I've seen pictures um, of Kyrgyzstan, I know at the back of my head. I am, although initially it wasn't like a country on my list of countries I want to go to, it is now in the list of countries I want to go to. And I cannot wait to be there to kind of experience this and to, to lose myself there and try to, you know, mingle or travel the way that I know how to travel, essentially. Um, so that's, that's super, super cool. And like, you, Nico, you did mention there's like a cultural thing that we, although you haven't said it now, you told me last week, uh, there's, is there like a cultural thing that we should look out for when we meet nomads? Or if you oh, ever meet nomads? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. They um, they drink uh, a special drink, it's called kumis, and basically it's fermented mare's milk. It has this very, very strong fermented Wait, sorry, let me taste. pause you there. Fermented what milk? Mare's milk, so female horse. Okay, see, I didn't even know. <laughs> Continue. The fact that I've got this picture in my head, I'm already like, sorry, I don't want to drink this. <laughs> so they usually give it to their to their guests, and yeah. you know, for them, it's a it's a it's a delicacy. It's a delicacy, and it should be a great honor for the guests to be able to share it with a Kyrgyz family, but. When you're there as a foreigner, it's such a, a strong, different taste to everything that you're used to. But yeah, you have to try. You can't. You can't say no. You can't refuse it. You just have to drink <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I look forward to doing this. I look forward to doing this. <laughs> oh my and days. Talk- Talking of horses, uh, Kyrgyzstan is definitely the land of horses. There yeah. are horses everywhere. Every mountain you go, there's like uh, a farmer or a shepherd with his his horses, and they they have tons of horses. And every little Kyrgyz boy or girl, they know how to ride a horse when they're like four years old. You know, and it looks That's like. Big. Yeah. yeah, like if you're just there as like, you know, I would say I'm like a moderate rider and then, yeah. you know, I'm struggling to keep control over my horse and then there's this four-year-old kid like passes me by. I'm like, yeah, show off. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's fantastic actually, really. Yeah, to see that. That must be breathtaking just to look at, just to see that and feel that. So like, yeah. what do you guys do um, for the guys you take on tour? Or yeah, what do you guys do? do with them 
And what type of experiences are these guys looking out for or would they want when they come to Kyrgyzstan or when they're with you? Uh, so we, we do a mix of things. We obviously bring them uh, horse horseback riding and, and hiking. Yeah. Yeah. So we take the people to like very remote places, like really remote lakes where we can for a couple of days. So it's just us and the group and nobody else around. Um, so places that you can, it's otherwise very difficult to access on your own or there's no public transportation going there. So we take, we bring the people there. We also bring the people to like uh, the semi-nomads. So, uh, so people have the experience of staying in the yurt and getting like a, a taste of the daily life of the, the semi-nomadic shepherds as well. Yeah. Um, so we also combine it with like uh, doing some adventurous things. So certain of some of our tours, we uh, take people hiking for like four days to one of the most beautiful lakes in Kyrgyzstan, uh, Lake Alakul. So uh, we camp a lot with them as well. So it's like a combination of culture, nature and adventure on our tours and a bit of the way that we like to travel as well. So it's definitely not for like you definitely can't expect any luxury, but it's really like <laughs> going back to nature, like really the adventure, like an authentic experience. Yeah. Um, where are the people that come? Where do they normally come from? Um, they're from all over Europe mainly um, okay. and as well like we had as well some people from Asia joining us Europeans and Americans and from Australia so actually worldwide cool cool isn't it weird like getting all these people together or you guys are just naturals and making it a cozy nice vibe for people from different backgrounds and of different age groups. It kind of happens naturally through the trip, you know. The four day of hiking is is quite difficult. And by the end, everyone got gets so close together because it's they're going through that, that hardship. Yeah, that's it. It's really a bonding experience. So it's really interesting to see, you know, the first day people don't know each other so much. And by the end of the trip, they're like laughing, crying, <laughs> just well, not so that much, much crying, together. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, sorry, Cynthia, what were you going to say? I was just saying that most people that actually sign up are very like, they have an adventurous soul as well and are very open-minded. So you know, it's all like-minded people in a group. And um, I think that makes, that, that helps with connecting with one another too. So, um, yeah, it's very beautiful to see. Every time, like every group was fun there. Every time different, a different vibe, but every time very, like really fun. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Amazing. And it's a shame. Well, well, like it's not complete shame yet. It might still happen this year. Touch wood. Yes, it we're still happen. hoping. Yes, yeah. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, for anyone who maybe just wants to come to uh, Kyrgyzstan, what are the things to watch out for? Like, there's are things I could probably get online. But as a British or European, well, not a member of the EU. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do I need to worry about? Is it, can I just fly in there and... I'm fine, or do I have to get my visa in advance? That kind of stuff. 
No, for uh, most countries actually in the world, uh, Kyrgyzstan has a very good visa policy. So, or you get like a 30 day or a 60 day free visa on arrival. So there oh, are cool. some countries who still have to apply for an e-visa. But like, for example, if you're from Europe or from America, you can get just a free visa on arrival and then you can stay 60 days in the country. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, dope. It's, yeah, it's very actually easy to travel there. And Kyrgyzstan is also a very safe country. So there's nothing to worry about, honestly. Nice. You just, yeah, we would only say if you would go hiking in the mountains, don't go by yourself. Like, yeah, get a guide. Have some company. <laughs> yes, yes. The, the one thing I could really recommend is just go on uh, journalnomads.com, go to our <laughs> Kyrgyzstan that. section, and we have like 46 different articles. We cover everything around the country. Yes. <laughs> I love that plug. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you listeners have enjoyed this episode. I couldn't have done it without the help of Richard, Rohan, Max, Cynthia, and Nico. I'll leave the link to the websites in the description section of this episode so you guys could check out what they're doing in the travel space. If you listeners happen to have any other countries that are considered hidden gems, I'd love to know about them. Just hit me up on any of my social media handles. It's at T-O-A-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. It's the same on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or if you want to take it up another level and you happen to have an Apple device, you could drop it in a ratings and review and I'll definitely pick it up. Until next time, peace.